The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to the latest episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again. Talking everything Buffalo Bills, and we are officially to the offseason. The Super Bowl is over. Congratulations to the fans of the Los Angeles Rams. The 23-20 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, for fans out there, I'm, I'm curious. You try to gauge the pulse on social media. Were, were people really into the Super Bowl? It, it did not seem so much from, uh, from checking in with Bills Mafia. That was there. There seemed to be this weird kind of stigma or fear of, amongst a lot of folks of not wanting Joe Burrow to to win a Super Bowl before Josh Allen, which I don't know didn't really jive with me. Right? It just seemed like, hey, the Bengals and their fan base have certainly been tortured for for far too long dealing with their ownership, and and honestly, in spite of all of that getting to the Super Bowl. But anyway, that's over. We are on to the offseason, which traditionally is, I don't want to say it's my favorite time of year, but I enjoy talking about free agency and talking about the draft. And of course, we'll have plenty of that to get into with everyone as the offseason continues. Hey, and real quick, if you have not done this yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all of our shows here at Buffalo Rumblings no matter where you get your podcast. So if you're on Apple or Spotify, whatever it may be, right? Just take a quick second, hit that subscribe button because we are going to have you covered seven days a week, just like we do throughout the regular season with new content each and every day. So be sure to check that out. We appreciate all you guys that do listen each and every day. And uh, we will keep talking about our favorite football team with you again, all throughout free agency, the combine, the draft, OTAs, training camp, you name it, we've got you covered here. But really today, and this is a little bit more conceptual, right? I'm not going into the the details or what exactly I think the team should do. But, you know, now it's that time of year, I guess, where you try to evaluate what is the team's biggest need that needs to be filled, right? Because, I mean, right, so often you go in and you look at mock drafts, you do this analysis, well, to do that before free agency is a little bit of a moot point. Of course, you know, free agency, we can talk about players all we want, but what does that, you know, really mean until those conversations start to happen? At least those conversations and some of those leaks that come out of the combine 
um, which again, there there will be, I, I think, more this year than there was back in 2021 because of restrictions, of course, with COVID-19. Now, really, the question that I ask today that is top of mind for me is just what is the Bills' biggest need heading into the offseason? Uh, a lot of times, I think, as we talk with folks, right, cornerback is always going to be top of mind for many. You've got Levi Wallace, who is an unrestricted free agent. Who knows what will happen with him? Tredavious White coming back from his surgery. What will that timeline look like for his return? Uh, there's questions there, right? Cornerback is, of course, going to be on that list. Uh, a lot of times we'll talk about wide receiver. You talk about the talent in the draft. You talk about the attractiveness for free agents, right, to want to come and play in a high-powered offense with Josh Allen. Uh, there's an appeal there that many folks will look at and say, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is contemplating retirement. What does that mean for him? How much does Cole Beasley have left? Is the team going to have him stick around for, you know, one more season, or are they going to look to make a change there? Uh, that's something that I, I think certainly is part of the conversation. Then you've got fans that are in the camp that, you know, they see offensive line is still that top priority. Not really convinced with what's happening at left guard. You've got some guys that are free agents and Ike Botker and Ryan Bates. Of course, what's going to happen there? Not the greatest year for John Feliciano. I think there's some question, you know, what will happen if there could be a restructure with his contract? Will the Bills potentially look to trade him, even potentially trade him to the New York Giants, right, to play for Brian Dable and his former offensive line coach, Bobby Johnson? But for me, it still comes back to defensive line. And I, I get it, right? Folks are going to say, well, we've invested so much on the, on the defensive line. Right. You look at the the signings of Star Latulale and Vernon Butler. You can go back to Quentin Jefferson, F.A. Obada. You can look at Mario Addison. You can talk about all the draft picks that have been invested on the defensive line, going back to Harrison Phillips and, of course, A.J. Epinesa this past year with Boogie Basham, Gregory Rousseau. Like, how much more does the team need to spend? on the defensive line. And it sort of clicked in for me as I was watching the Super Bowl and you saw what was happening with the Rams defensive line. And again, I get it, right? These guys, they're fantastic. I mean, you're talking about Von Miller, a future Hall of Famer. Certainly Aaron Donald is. You know, just what those two were able to do in combining for four sacks in this game. But just because the Bills have invested resources and the defensive line, and that these guys have done okay, it doesn't mean that you stop investing in that position until you truly hit. Now listen, maybe the Bills do things a little bit differently than what I would have in mind. I mean, what do I know compared to these coaches, to this front office? I mean, I, I host a podcast and you know follow the team and do all these things. So you know, as I say this being critical, take it with a uh, with a colossal grain of salt, but. If you haven't really hit on that pass rusher, maybe the time is now to do something a little bit different. And I can say that, right? Because when you talk about the investments that the team has made, you can argue that those contracts have not really paid off. The Star Latulale contract, right? Is that, and Star's, you know, a good player, don't get me wrong. 
But at five years, $50 million, probably one you can look back at and say, okay, overpaid in this scenario or he underdelivered based on what that contract was and what he was signed to be. Um, Mario Addison, I mean, leading the team in sacks the past two seasons, that's fine, right? Like, but it's not like, you know, when you say leading the team in sacks and you're talking about someone with 10, 11, 12 sacks consistently making those types of impact plays, you know, Addison is not, not that guy. And, you know, again, seven sacks this year, nothing wrong with that. But just when you talk about the impact type of player that can change a game, I don't think that's when you watch the game, right? And and I'm not one of these guys. I'm not looking at the all 22. I'm not studying the tape, all of these things. As I am watching and focused on the game, I don't think anyone will say, you know, this guy is making that type of impact that you look at from a marquee pass rusher again. Good work, but when you talk about a contract, right, getting in the neighborhood of $10 million per year and what the Bills signed him for, probably thinking to yourself like, okay, what would be the difference from someone like a Mario Addison to one of these younger guys on the roster and giving more experience to A.J. Epinesa um, or Boogie Basham? Same thing can be said with the play of Jerry Hughes, right? I mean, one of my all-time favorite Buffalo Bills, um, fantastic at pressuring the quarterback, but not seeing those splash, splash plays um, over these past few years. You know, and as you talk about that, you've got someone like Addison getting about $10 million a year and Hughes and someone getting about $10 million a year. It, you know, it comes to that, like you always would, we would have the conversations like, do you make that push for a bigger name free agent, right? Do you try to sign someone in that 15 to $20 million range make that type of investment or even trade for one of those guys to really bring in someone and say like, Hey, let's, let's see what can, what can happen here. Let's see what this guy can do. And I get it right. Those guys like marquee pass rushers do not just come available. It just, it it doesn't just happen, but it's also one of those scenarios that you can look at and say, well, you know, sometimes if you are going to swing, you might have to swing big. You can look back at the Stefan Diggs trade. Of course, that's something that worked out. You know, you can look back and and again, I, I just look to, to years past in some of these conversations. I guess where I'm just going with this is they haven't hit on it yet. And if you haven't hit on it yet, you probably have to either A, start doing something a little bit different than you have before. And maybe instead of investing in guys, you know, in that seven and a half to ten million dollar type of range to play these marquee positions and get someone that you're rotating and they're serviceable and they do a good job. Maybe it's time to swing for the fences there and to bring in someone that can truly have a greater impact than, than what we've, what we've seen right from, from the bills at at this time. I mean, you know, fans have talked about, do you go and make a trade for someone like a Khalil Mack? Uh, Hey, I don't know. I, I'd at least, entertain that right and see what needs to take place and i get it well what about the salary cap and all i'm not worried about the salary cap right now right i'm just talking about making the addition to truly help the buffalo bills do what is necessary to have that impactful pass rusher that we don't just see right now and that's not me throwing in the towel on rousseau or basham or epinesa in any way shape or form you know these young guys and what they're able to do I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do in in the coming years. 
But when you've got Jerry Hughes playing about 60% of the snaps and Mario Addison playing about 50% of the snaps, that's a big chunk of, of the opportunity that is out there. So let's take a look and see what can happen for these guys if they get more time. But I'll still contend that you need to bring that type of a game wrecker into the team that really can have that instant impact. I realize these guys are not just sitting out there, right? If you've got someone that can consistently get double-digit sacks for you, they are not hitting free agency. They're just not, right? You're just not looking for that to to happen. But in this scenario, as we go through with it, um, again, it's just still the biggest need that the team has. And I know I'm kind of rambling with this as we we talk about it, but we you know we've seen the steps from Ed Oliver and what he can do. But there needs to be more from that defensive end position to be able to get that pressure on the quarterback as we have seen successful teams do. The Bills have made the investment. I like the trio of young guys, but I feel like they need to get someone. And again, is it free agency, right? You're you're probably not getting that impactful pass rusher at number 25. You're probably just not, right? I mean, just knowing what the need is, the premium that is put on these positions. I guess my question is for everybody. Do you agree, right, that this is the biggest need and what the team needs to address at this point? For me, it is It is clear. Like, it is incredibly clear that this is what needs to, to take place. And maybe you, you do something, you've got to free up some cap space that you look at things and you say you bring back this young trio And you've got to get some kind of a veteran to match up with these guys to see what they can do, right? To maybe fill that void instead of bringing back an Addison or a Hughes to bring someone in that, you know, maybe has a little bit more productivity when it comes to sacking the quarterback at this time and to see what they can do. Like I said, this wasn't one of those uh, most well thought out additions of breaking Buffalo rumblings where I'm coming in and looking at things and and really talking about and saying, hey, here's a solution. Here's who I want the team to pursue. This is what I want them to do. Because I feel like I'm still at that part of the offseason where you try to, you're trying to evaluate where the biggest needs are. Right? You talk about offensive line, as we said before. You know, that's one thing. Wide receiver, okay, maybe. Cornerback is certainly going to be there, right? I, I think it's like a 1A or 1B. But right now, when I talk about the defensive line, being able to get to the quarterback, that is still an area where the Bills need to improve. And that can happen from those three young guys. But I think if the team is moving on from Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes, then you need to bring in that veteran that can kind of show the way, right? And instead of those guys combining, you know, for 60 and 50% of the snaps, right? When you think about a total of 200% of the snaps at, at defensive end, Maybe you can bring in one person that can be playing like 50 to 60% of the snaps and let these young guys do their thing and continue to develop because you made that type of investment. Now you've got to see what they can do. So listen, let me know what you guys think as it relates to the biggest area of need for the Bills heading into free agency and the draft. Of course, that can change each and every day as the team you know, potentially looks to, to re-sign some of their own before they even hit free agency, what can take place. We are certainly here for it and always appreciate you guys tuning in. So listen, rather than me go on and on about the need for a pass rush, I'm going to check out right now. But I appreciate you guys always tuning in. Thanks for listening and go Bills.